Hi, welcome to Stop the Damn Match podcast. With a bit of a difference this week, we are not talking about wrestling. We are talking about another of our passions. We are going to talk about the world of football or soccer, as some people call it, or football. Football or football. Yeah. So this week we... uh, Only Yankees saying uh, soccer. soccer. (laughs) But then in the, in the media, you see quite a lot of people say soccer now, even in English media. Oh, fuck the pricks. <laughs> you kick, you, it's a ball that you kick with your foot. Football. Yeah. <laughs> and the American football thing is, in my eyes, um, handball. Yeah, because you use your hands. You, you're only, only one guy on the team uses his foot. Yeah. But we have in Germany also a sport calling handball. That's like a football, but uh, you're throwing a small ball. Uh, I think I've seen this. It look, I, I, I definitely wouldn't want to be the goalkeeper. Yeah, but it's a really brutal uh, and uh, sport. Is it how big? How popular is handball? I believe the second thing in Germany. Wow. Then uh, came basketball and ice hockey. No, oh. so dude, who's the best handball team in Germany? I don't know. I uh, don't watch much um, handball. Oh. Do Bayern have a handball team? No, but we have a fame. But Bayern has a famous basketball team. Ah, as do Barcelona, don't they? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> But so, uh, in Trier, we have also a famous basketball team, and we became one time a tr- German champion. What is the team called? Now the uh, Gladiators. Oh, oh, because of the Roman history. Yeah. That's cool. I like basketball. We have one in Glasgow. It's the Glasgow Rocks. Okay. A bit, bit of a shit name, but yeah. They're in the UK, uh, UK league. It's not very big. You only you don't get many fans. Yeah, in Germany, it's always uh, the arenas are full with the audience when the basketball and handball things are going on. Also on ice hockey. That's cool because in the UK, it's it, uh, other sports aren't really that popular. Like that, like cricket is really popular, rugby and football. Yeah, in Germany also not really popular, but uh, they have many fans, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. So for this week, obvious reasons. I'm English. Marcel is German. If you didn't know this, surprise. We are picking our favorite all-time England eleven, and Marcel is picking his all-time favorite German eleven footballers. Yeah. So I have gone with 442 formation and Marcel what what formation for you? 433. 433? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I knew that. I'm impressed. Yeah. And so Germany I... was four times world champion. How much the Britons, please? Uh, England uh, once, but who did we beat in this final? <laughs> oh, no one <laughs> you didn't beat no one at this year. <laughs> we, we, we may have won it once but at least we beat Germany to win it oh no 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 <laughs> <laughs> ah see but then you you beat us in Italia 90 in the semi-final yes sure so we, we you got back on us you made Gazza cry yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Gaza cried on the pitch because he couldn't because he lost. So you got your own back. Did yeah. you have any, before we name the teams? Did you have any players that didn't make your eleven but were close to making your team? I have two yes, sure. players. Yes, sure, sure, sure. I have one. Steven Gerrard did not make my team. Mm-hmm. Also, the other who is good enough but didn't was David Beckham. Those two players did not make my oh, team, but they're close. Yeah, I would say I say they're my substitutes. They're my two substitutes. 
I have um, Andreas Köpke. Ja, ja. Ähm, Sepp Meyer. Cool, ja. Yeah. Was the glorious goalkeeper in the 70s. Because uh, the biggest problem in German football was always we have two good um, goalkeepers, you know. So they, yeah. So the, in, in our, our, the, you can only pick uh, one so, goalkeeper. Yeah. And uh, Lehmann isn't uh, in my team. Ooh. Jens Lehmann. Jens Lehmann, Arsenal. Because uh, in my eyes, he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Who did he play for in Germany? Dortmund and Schalke. <laughs> oh, wow. And um, I believe Stuttgart. Yeah. And then he, came, then he came to Arsenal in the Premier League. Yeah, but he's such an arrogant asshole and uh, yeah. I hate him. <laughs> My goalkeeper that didn't make it, I didn't pick David Seaman. What? Yeah, so David Seaman is not my goalkeeper. Yeah. But he had a pony. Yeah, he had a ponytail. <laughs> he had them before they were cool. <laughs> yeah, that's in my eyes a reason why I would uh, bring him on my team. So is your German team, every player must have either a ponytail or a mullet. You know what? If you want to play in a German national team, you must wearing a mullet or a moustache. <laughs> Till 1999, it was, uh, you don't get in a team without this. Oh, I could imagine if you were if you were Germany national team manager, there was like I don't know, uh, I think was of a it? player Royce like Royce was was the best player in. Oh no, actually, we'll go with best player. We'll go with Podolski, for example. Was not didn't have a mustache. You'd be like, no, not until you grow a mustache. You're not in my team. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good like the three li- like the three lines video clip. Football's coming home when the Germans coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you ruin all of our, apart from one, like Euro '96. You beat us in the semi-final in our own country. Yes, <laughs> it's like killing a knight with his own sword. <laughs> oh, I remember I was ten years old and I remember crying when England lost. And, and your then, father screaming, that's the reason why we hate all Germans. <laughs> Not close, but my dad did say, fucking Germans. <laughs> 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 you, were, you were close. And then from that day on, me and my friends went back to school, like, fucking Germans. And then, and then now you forget me. They, we can't say fucking it's more fucking England because we lost it's not... <laughs> <laughs> oh, England and Germany a special relationship <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a marriage made from hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> so are you going are we going to pick them in goalkeeper defender midfield attack or are we going to I've numbered mine 1 to 11 uh, I believe from goalkeeper Okay, cool. Just to defender, middle field, and then to the strikers. Cool. So you've got... I think your team might be okay in midfield if you've got three strikers compared to my only two two strikers. Mm. Okay, so where are we? I will do, as in football, when they say we do the coin toss, heads or tails? Heads. Heads. Heads wins. Do you want to be which goal do you want to defend? Um, the home goal. Okay. And do you want to do you want to start or be second? I am mm, the second. Okay. I give you the honor to start. Oh, danke. Bitte. <laughs> so, Mike. <laughs> so my England eleven starts with number one goalkeeper. Gordon Banks. He, every time I see like highlight videos, the saves he made against Pele uh, when he was in World Cup 1966 in the yellow goalkeeper's jersey, just his iconic goalkeeper. And for me, as a, as when I was young, I became very much I wanted to know the history of football. Mm. He always stands out as the goalkeeper that I remember. 
him and weirdly a German goalkeeper, Oliver Kahn, are the two goalkeepers that stick out in my head from when I was learning about football as a child. So yeah. I couldn't pick Oliver Kahn because he's German, so I picked Gordon Banks for my England team. Okay. So, I picked for the goalkeeper the Titan Oliver Kahn. Oh, you were allowed to pick him. <laughs> yeah. Because in my eyes, he was um, that for the FC Bayern München or the national team where the quarterback is for American football. He was the, cap- he was the captain of the team and he has pushed the own team um, to the limit, you know? Yeah. And he has this big authority when uh, he's standing in the goal. And I believe some striker says um, kicking the ball um, over the goal or on the side of the goal because they feared him. Because he was that much of a presence in the goal. Yeah, in Germany, the people has calling him the gorilla and uh, all this stuff. And yeah, look at this. Um, look at... Look at his catches and his actions when he played. Look some highlight clips. In my eyes, when you're saying to me, uh, goalkeeper, always Oliver Kahn will coming into my inner eyes. I think in that period when, in like the 90s, you had also people like Peter Schmeichel, who was also similar to Kahn. Like, he was an imposing figure in the goal. Like, he put fear in strikers' eyes. Yeah. Like I, I, that's why I miss today. Goalkeepers today aren't like how they were in the eighties and nineties, where they were scary. Yeah, guys. because they have this big uh, res- responsibility. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, they're like last line of defense. Yeah, and I've seen a, a German movie from a, a German war prisoner who gets a big football star in the UK as a goalkeeper. I don't have the name now, but. He's not the guy who played for Manchester City. Um, I believe. He broke his neck. Yeah, the that's the guy. Yeah, that's yeah. the guy. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. this story. I, I remember reading about this again when I was a geek as a child learning the history of football. Yeah, I read about this guy. In my eyes, this uh, goalies was always this big guys with this big authority and... Uh, yeah, in my eyes, Oliver Kahn is the best ever. And it's a big fucking failure that uh, Jens Lehmann standing in the goal on the um, World Championship 2006 in our own country. So fuck you, Jürgen Klinsmann. Fuck you. <laughs> Fighting talk from, from Marcel. So, yeah, it's a fucking shame. It's a fucking shame. He deserved it, I think. Definitely. So I, now we go on to defense. So I will pick my right, my right back, and he. Some people hate him. A lot of people hate him, but I think he was very underrated for what he did on the park. And I picked Gary Neville. Okay, <laughs> he was he, he like he is a he he's a bit of a dickhead. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> he was very reliable in defense. He would, yeah. he would he would if if he was against someone who was very fast. He would run and just put his body on the line to block the ball. He would put the last tackle in, even if it meant him getting a yellow card. He would sacrifice for the team. And I, I just think he, in when he came through, there wasn't really many good English uh, like wingers, like defenders. Yeah. So he kind of just, he, he became what we knew of as a defender. Was Gary okay. Neville? He was. He was always the first name on the sheet. I don't know if it's because there wasn't many players around at his time, but I know. But I I remember the first seeing him in Euro '96 when he was only young, and then to see him keep his place in the team for as long as he did, I I think, as much of a dickhead he can be, I I think, yeah, Gary Neville would be my number two on my team. So I have on the re- on the right side, uh, Philip Lam. Damn. Yeah, because yeah, how, uh, good, how many good players you Germans have? Yeah, and uh, the special thing on Philipp Lahm was at the time when he, uh, when Germany has played the football championship 2010 in South Africa, um, no one believed in him because uh, he was so young and he was so fucking small. And um, 
but um, he became one of the best defenders ever and a big person for the success of the German national team and for the FC Bayern München. And yeah. He was, in my eyes, might sound silly because they're different players, but him and Gary Neville, again, they were both small, small guys, but yeah. you knew that you could kind of rely on them, that they wouldn't let you down. No, and uh, they was uh, he was like a terrier or like a ducker who was so fucking angry, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, like like a like a Jack Russell. Yeah, But that's yeah, and I I I kind of liked those positions because when I started playing football, I played right back and right in the right back of defense. So they were the kind of players that I looked at. Can I play like these? Guys? How do they? What's their mentality? How do they play? And I, I love defense is my favorite part of the team. Anything. Some people say that uh, Philip Lam Lam uh, was a sissy and a pussy at this time. Some uh, toxic masculine fans, but um, he has showed that he is a fucking hard man, and uh, he defends the German national team very well. Definitely, definitely. So we go. I'll go to. Number three and my left back, who again, a bit of a dickhead. There's a theme here. <laughs> and lots of people again think he's an asshole, but I picked Ashley Cole. Okay. Uh he 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 likes his handies, his mobile phone. I won't <laughs> go any further into that. But uh yeah, he he was an attacking defender who I really did never didn't really see the positive of having a, an attacking defender when I was used to defenders being stay in defense, never leave the defense, don't run and attack and stuff. So to see him do that, it was very different to what I was used to in defenders. And as much of a dickhead he is, he was a good, he was a good player. And I mean, he could, he could defend, but he could also set up goals. He would score goals and, Yeah, I just think he was a very different defender. And again, England and left backs, we've always had trouble. We don't really ever have good left backs. So it was difficult okay. to pick. <laughs> so I pick the second on the right side, um, Jerome Boateng. Good. good. Be because um, four or five years ago, he was maybe the best defender on this planet. And he was always a very important player for the German national team and for the FC Bayern München. And he became many heat because he uh, living this um, social media things with this very expensive clothes and uh, private chats and all this stuff. But um, I believe he can uh, bring this this stuff because he's so good and he was always a good player. Yeah, definitely. So, my uh, now I go to my central center of defense. So my center backs. Uh, my first one is a legend in English football, and maybe not a legend in German football, but uh, Sir Bobby Moore. Yeah, I know him. The only Englishman to lift a World Cup as a captain, and when you watch the old videos from 1966, he just did not care anything as long as he got his head on the ball he didn't care if he had to run through people if he got kicked if it, it if it meant that he would get injured or and he, he just to me is a perfect defender of easy simple if the ball gets to me gets to him get it away from the goal and England legend because of what he did against Germany and that picture of him in his red shirt with the World Cup in his hand will never Ne will never be a bad image in my head. Yeah. So, uh, my pick also, uh, the next pick is also um, a good Libero. Uh -huh. Maybe the most important person in German football for the pop culture thing. And yeah, the UK has a queen, Germany has a Kaiser, Franz Beckenbauer. Good player. Very good player. Maybe the most important man in uh, German football history. What that what um, 
Pelé was for Brazil, was um, Franz Beckenbauer for Germany, or Maradona for Argentina. So um, without Franz Beckenbauer, football uh, hasn't this big part in the German society. And I've noticed the theme. You have picked, so far, all of your players have been from Bayern München. Yeah, <laughs> but the next, but the next player is not a uh, Bayern München player. Oh, I have picked zero Shrewsbury players, <laughs> mainly because only Joe Hart is the only player that used to play for Shrewsbury but played for England. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, my my second centre back is another controversial, but I think again he has no nonsense, hard as fuck. And I picked Tony Adams, who played for Arsenal. He just was so like he did not give a fuck on the football pitch, and this he would he would, I think he would die to make sure that he got the ball away from the goal. Yeah, and he and he looks he just to me is old fashioned defender. How I used to like to play, tackle hard, head the ball as much as you can, just. Be the boss. He was the he was the boss of the pitch. Like yeah, he led the team from the back. He he was good at viewing the game, and he was always talking. And I think that's what's missed in the modern game. You don't get many that you see control the team. Yeah, that's true. There's too many individuals now. I think instead of a teamwork. So I I think Tony Adams. This was his strength. Was he was a leader. That's so important for a. Football team in my eyes. Yeah, with no leader, you're you're fucked. You, you, the players will just do whatever they want, and it doesn't work. Yeah. So my last defender on the left side is uh, not from FC Bayern München. Wow. It's from FC Kaiserslautern, Ooh. from the Red Devils, uh, Andreas Prema. Prema. He was um, the goal. Uh, he has shooting the penalty kick 1990 in Italy and he was always one of the best players in my eyes at this time. So did he score the winning penalty when you won the World Cup? Yeah, because Lothar Matthäus, the captain, um, has, um, I believe, he um, has some struggled mentally because um, he has um, putting his own shoes on a uh, on a wrong way on before <laughs> of the game <laughs> or something else, you know, um, all this mentally stuff. Yeah. But uh, Andreas Bremer was always hard, hard as fuck and uh, a big identity person here in this region and yeah. I, I remember, I remember him. I think when Kaiser Slatten, I, I swear they played in the in the European competition. Yeah, it was a famous club. It was a, yeah. a, a, a huge club. That's why I think I've seen. I've seen. Then I, I remember seeing him play. Yeah. So on to midfield. I have four players in midfield. Okay. So my first player in the midfield is on the which side? None of them really play on the side. So we we'll just say the in the midfield is uh, a modern day. Legend, and I picked Frank Lampard. Okay, in my opinion, one of the best mid all round midfield players England have ever have. He scored. He he was the highest scoring uh, player from midfield in Premier League history. He could defend. He could pass the ball really well. And some of the goals he scored from outside of the penalty box were out of this world. And again, he I think because the team he played in weren't very successful, he doesn't get recognised as being a legend for England because England have been shit. So I think I think if he was around maybe in 1990, I think he would have been viewed as a better player. But I still think he's the best midfield player I think England have had. Good. So, my midfield, the right side, 
Matthias Sammer. He was one of the important players from East Germany after the fall of the Berlin Wall. And um, yeah, he got a huge number for Borussia Dortmund uh, at, his, at his time. And I believe he was very um, important for the progress from uh, Borussia Dortmund from a regional football team to a phenomenon what uh, becomes fans uh, all over in Germany. Yeah. And it was the time when Borussia Dortmund was a huge con become this huge concurrent for FC Bayern München and uh, he's really important and he was such a hard fucking player. Did he he played when uh, Dortmund won the Champions League, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he did. Okay, so my second player in midfield is probably the biggest character in my team and the most charisma in football. I pick number eight, Gaza, Paul Gascoigne. Okay. The most naturally gifted footballer I think I've ever seen play, but his lifestyle off the pitch ruined what could have been the best player in the world. Really? Yeah, he was he was so such a good football player. But like uh like Clutch Best or something else. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately he he liked to drink and do drugs and party. And okay. Yeah, but he, he what if if you go back and watch old clips of Gaza, maybe when he played for Tottenham or Newcastle and you're like this man was so fucking good he could have been a world beater and World Cup 1990 he he was the best player England had and he was good at annoying players he would he has good skills he could score amazing goals but his like temper would let him down like he would get angry that's why he got uh he he cried when they played Germany because he knew he got another yellow card so he would miss the final if England made it to the final. Okay. So but as a as a as a, he is a he's also one of the funniest guys ever. Some of the stories you hear about Gaza, he when he played in Scotland for Rangers, he hid a fish in someone's car for days and it went <laughs> and the guy was like, Where's the smell coming from? The guy actually sold his car because he couldn't get rid of the smell. <laughs> yeah, Zep, Zep Meyer, the legendary uh, goalkeeper from Germany back in the 70s, said doing the same things yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I love those guys. I think you need that. It, it, it makes going to work fun. It makes training fun and the long journey. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, there's my pick, Gaza. So in the middle of the midfield, my pick is the youngest player. In my team, it's Tony Kroos. I like this player. He is uh, he is a former FC Bayern München fan. He's too talented for this club in my eyes. Okay. Because uh, he couldn't uh, doing the next step on his uh, in his career career in FC Bayern München. So uh, he went to uh, Real Madrid and. Look at this guy. Look at his highlight clips. Listen to his interviews. He's a uh, such a great football player. He has a great personality, and uh, I'm very proud of him that he made it to uh, Real Madrid, to this uh, big club, and uh, become this good player. I think he's on the right stage now at Real Madrid to show his talent. Yeah, and he's very important for the for the club. He's not only um, the Real Madrid uh, don't buy him away from the market only to uh, pro only to uh, kill the concurrent or something else. Definite, very good football player. So my next player in the midfield is he was he has also been an England manager. Very controversial England manager, but was again in the eighties a super player, and I picked Glenn Hoddle. Okay. Who 
he was he he not only made it in England playing football, he 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 was one of the very few England players that played in uh, the French league. He, uh, he played for, I think he played for Bordeaux. And okay, he was, yeah, really. His two, he was ahead of his time. So he, when he played in the eighties, he was playing like football that we would see now, like today. Like he did all the skill and the little tricks. And day, and in that day, everybody was like, "What the fuck? How does how's this guy doing this? This this is this is insane." And but when when he became manager, he was a bit crazy and uh, had a psychic come at, to training and stuff. And yeah, he was and he he was wasn't the best manager, but as a player, very good for England. Okay, so my last pick in the middle field is uh, one of the most legendary players in German football history. It's Lothar Matthäus. He was, when I was a child, uh, the biggest identity person in uh, football. And he was a libero also and captain of the FC Bayern München. And uh, he... And uh, for the national team, and I believe he has the most um, plays for the German national team ever. And um, look at his highlight clips. He was a perfect dribbler. He, his passes uh, has killed the defense from the other teams. And he can shoot goals from every part of the field. His, he, he, I don't think he's just a... Legend in Germany. I think he is one of those players that's a, le a legend of the world of football, isn't he? Yeah, and I stand him on the same platform than um, Maradona because it was the time of these two players in my eyes. Yeah, like like they were like. I know we're not doing a wrestling episode, but they were like The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, definitely, indeed. Lothar uh, Matthäus and. Uh, Very much Germans are mocking about him because uh, he has some affairs and uh, he's doing this reality TV shit and all this stuff. But um, I believe he is one of the best players that we ever had in Germany. And going on reality TV shows doesn't make him less of a good footballer, does it? So why people say, fuck you, you're like, but he's still an amazing football player. Yeah, in my eyes, he's a, he's a real German icon like uh, Boris Becker or uh, Steffi Graf. Yeah. Or Michael Schumacher, you know? Yeah. I am on to my now last midfield player, my fourth player in the midfield. And he is one of my guys because he is one of the people that Marcel gives me shit for. Uh, he is a ginger midfield player. Uh, Paul Scholes. <laughs> I love this player. He played like... Because I started as a defender when I played football and then I became centre of midfield. And Paul Scholes was... His tackling was, was awful. Like, he was, he was always getting yellow cards. But he would... Any time, any tackle, he would put his feet in. He would care. And he also, again, he, he would work for the full 90 minutes. And... He made it look like there was no effort being made, but he was a such a good vision of football. He could pass from like 40 yards. He had scored yeah. from 40 yards. And yeah, he is uh, my ginger hero. So poor skulls. Matthias Sommer is all, also a ginger. So. Yeah, my, my, my German hero. <laughs> <laughs> so I come to my three strikers and I started on the right side with a legendary Hamburg player. Um, it's Uwe Seeler. I don't know if anyone knows him. Uh, yes. Okay. He played for Manchester City. Really? Yeah, and he was a manager of lots of low division teams in the UK. In England. Juve Rosler. No, Uwe Seeler. How do you spell this? U W E. Yeah. S E E L 
E R. Oh, shit, sorry. I thought you said Juve Rosler. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why I was like, why the fuck have you picked him? Okay. Okay. And <laughs> uh, makes more sense. <laughs> he's uh, maybe <laughs> the Rosler. most, he's maybe the uh, best known person in Hamburg. Everyone in Hamburg knows him, everyone in Germany knows him. He was always a player for the HSV and he had the opportunity to um, go to Lazio Rome back in the 60s, but um, he stayed at the HSV and um, I believe football needs this character to uh, give this big identity thing to, um, the, to the teams and he was... Uh, he was um, one of the best strikers ever. What he was it, fast and he... What and era he did could, he play? Hmm? What, what years did he play football? In the 60s. In the 60s. 66. Ah, I've just seen he ended his career playing in Ireland. And he uh, shooting a goal with his uh, backside of his head and wow. all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a big legend, and uh, he was a good friend of my grandma. Oh wow! Because my grandpa was a, a sponsoring for the HSV back in the sixties. That's really cool. I didn't. You know, he scored a lot of goals. Four hundred and four goals. In 476 yeah. appearances. Holy yeah. Fuck. He's a fucking legend here in Germany. Wow. That is fucking insane amount of goals. And he has stayed the whole career at one team. Before moving to Ireland. Yeah. Weird that he, but he only played one game in Ireland, I've just read. I don't know. Yeah. I've never heard about it that he played in Ireland. Yeah, he played one game for a team called Cork City, but he scored two goals in that one game. Okay. <laughs> when was this? 1970. Where are we? Let me bring it back up. He played for them in 1978. One game, two goals. Okay. 404 for Hamburg, 43 for West Germany, and 15 Mm -hmm. for the West Germany under-18 team. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, I'm on to my first striker, and I pick a modern player from the current England team, who I think is one of the best strikers England have had in an a very long time, and I picked Harry Kane. Okay. He scores lots of goals for England and for his club, but I think he he's there's lots of England players who play really well for their club. But when they play for England, they are shit. But Harry Kane is one of those players that he plays the same way that he plays for tot- Tottenham than as he does for England. And he's now captain... And he's only 26, which I think for a, a guy of 26 years old, that's really, really good to have that matter. And he's scored 32 goals already at 26 years old. Which in my mind is one of the best we've had in a long, long time. Where Because we've had good strikers, but they are always shit for England. But this guy, uh, for me, Harry Kane, is I think he'll go down as a England legend. When he retires, I hope. Yeah, like he's 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 one of the reasons why England did well in the uh, last World Cup. Oh yeah, England had a good performance. Yeah, this was, and I think Harry Kane was a big part of this. And it would no Harry Kane, I don't think it would have been as good a team. So yeah, Harry Kane is my number one striker. Yeah, and I it's a big tribute for me to the UK. The for the last uh, World Championship, they had a big performance. Not like this rich asshole from Germany. Yeah, that's it. That must be hard Lost for you. Versus, versus South Korea, come on. <laughs> ah. But then England, we lost to Iceland in the Euros. 
Yeah, but Iceland is a cool team. <laughs> Not like North oh, yeah. Korea. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, they're cool, but we still fucking lost. <laughs> <laughs> so my second striker <laughs> is uh, the German bomber Gert Müller. Nice. I remember this guy as well from my history of football. And uh, he was uh, such... Uh, I believe no one in Germany has scored so many goals like him. Not on a national team side and also not on an um, international... Uh, uh, on a Bundesliga or in his international career. He, he has shooting goals from uh, parts of the field where it was unbelievable. Yeah, he scored 68 in 62 games for Germany. So he scored more goals than the games he played. Yeah. And look uh, how many goals he uh, scored in the Bundesliga. 365 is a Bundesliga record. Yeah. So he has a record at international and in Bundesliga, which is an insane record. Did, was he he would have made your team because he had a mustache hmm? he had a mustache so he would have been in your team that's true <laughs> what is get is it short for something get no it's a it's a name oh so it's not like Daz for Daz no we don't have uh, nicknames in Germany oh okay I'll check I, I best stop the nickname I made for you then. What is my nickname? German Dickhead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time that someone calls me this. So <laughs> I know they told me. They told me to... it was uh, someone you live with. I think. Oh yeah, it was Anna. She told me this is his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> uh, so my last player and this player is also my team captain and England striker and England legend as a striker and I picked Alan Shearer he, okay he for me is the best English striker. I mean, I, it was tough between him and Gary Lineker. I was going to pick, but for me, because because I was a fan when Shearer played, so I saw him anytime England was on the TV. I always saw Alan Shearer. So to me, when I was a kid, Alan Shearer was England football to me as as a child. And the celebration where he just put the one arm in the air and ran away. I, I just remember as a kid whenever you score goal, everybody everybody playing in the field was one hand in the air pretending to be Alan Shearer. And I think he if not, he should if there was ever an England like football hall of fame, I think Alan Shearer would definitely be a pick for one of the top players in in an England Hall of Fame, in my opinion. So my last player is uh Fritz Walter. He is the captain of the national team 1954 when Germany um, has won the first time the world championship. Yeah. He was um, a Kaiserslautern player and he was a big identity figure for the German people at this time. And yeah, he was in Siberia as a war prisoner, comes back and suffered uh, um, from malaria. Oh. And the only the thing that uh, Germany won the final was that it, start, that it starts to rain. And then uh, people who suffered from malaria became, uh, has more energy and all this stuff, you know, because it's a tropic um, illness. Yeah. Yeah, and he was very important, and uh, he was holy for my grandpa and for many people here in this region, here in Western Germany, Rhineland, Palatinate, and yeah. That's, I like that your team is a mix of old players and modern players. Yeah. I like it. 
So, so we run down our one to eleven again. We'll recap. So, my England team is number one, Gordon Banks. Number two, Gary Neville. Three, Ashley Cole. Four, Frank Lampard. Five, Tony Adams. Six, Bobby Moore. Seven, Glenn Hoddle. Eight, Paul Gascoigne. Nine, Alan Shearer. Ten, Harry Kane. And number 11, Paul Scholes. So, and the German team is one, Oliver Kahn. Two, Philipp Lahm. Three, Jerome Boateng. Four, Franz Beckenbauer. Five, Andreas Bremer. Six, Matthias Sammer. Seven, Toni Kroos. Eight, Lothar Matthäus. Nine, Uwe Seeler. Ten, Gerd Müller. And eleven, Fritz Walter. So there are our, our England and Germany all-time 11s. Our picks, they might not be everybody's pick, but it'd be cool if people listening would do, would pick their all-time teams and tell us who made your team. Yeah. And I was thinking, and interesting, I've quite enjoyed different doing football because I know we both love football. So I think if we could do another football again, like picking a team would be really fun. Maybe our all-time favourite players, like ever, of the whole world, 11. Okay. Or like a Bundesliga 11 or a Premier League 11 or... But I think or, maybe... um, 30 special episodes of the great FC Bayern München. Twinkle, twinkle. Hmm. There's more chance of us doing a podcast about Gary Glitter's greatest hits. I'm the leader, I'm the leader, <laughs> I'm the leader of my gang, I am. <laughs> so yeah, football, maybe we do a few more. I've enjoyed talking about football. Yeah, sure. So, maybe next time, our favourite all-time football 11. Maybe when we've been fans... So since, for you, when when did you first start watching football? What year do you think? Oh, I believe uh, 1992. Oof. I think mine was around, 90- I remember World Cup 1994 in America. That was the first time I remember, when I was eight years yeah. old. Yeah, on this uh, World Cup, uh, I learned the middle finger. Thank oh. you, Stefan Berg. <laughs> That's the reason why when, when in Germany you show everyone the middle finger, you can call it, I show you the effort. <laughs> I, I'm really disappointed you didn't pick a, a player who was a, a legend, even though nobody had seen him play really much, was Kuntz. Kuntz? <laughs> yeah, you didn't pick him. I'm disappointed. <laughs> what was his first name? Was it Stefan Kuntz? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's uh, writing was a K. Yeah, everybody, everybody, when we used to play football as a child, we'd be like, who are you going to be? And we'd be like, I want to be cunts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, or uh, Mehmet Scholl. I like Mehmet Scholl, actually. His yeah, Bayern Munich. Uh, he was one of my favourite players, but um, yeah. Yeah, one of my favourite players, actually, was Roy Keane. I loved him. One of my favourite football players ever, Roy Keane. You don't have Wayne Rooney on your team. No, I, I I don't really like Wayne Rooney. I've never been a fan. I just think he's a bit of a bit arrogant, and he, if if the game isn't going his way, he tries to make the game all about him. Like he runs back, gets the ball from the midfield. You're like fucking your striker, be a striker. And I, no, I don't. I'm not a big Wayne Rooney fan. He's to me the same like Ronaldo. And Messi, I don't like Ronaldo or Messi, so yeah. they, won't, they won't be in my he team. Looks like, he looks like an underground boxer or something else. Or Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah, that was really fun. So maybe next episode we'll be back, a normal wrestling podcast, but we definitely will do a Stop the Damn Match football podcast again. So as it always goes... It's goodbye from me, Daz. Auf Wiedersehen von Marcel. They think it's all over. It is now. No. <laughs> <laughs>
Bye. <laughs> Bye. And here comes Hurst. He's got some fiddle on the pitch. They think it's all over. It is now.